So today we're going to be doing a standalone message, and we are going to be celebrating really what God has done over this past year, and looking forward and really casting vision for what God wants to do in a brand new year. And so we're going to be casting vision, but we're going to be uh, talking about what God has done also, and we're going to be talking quickly about the importance of mission and margins. Somebody said it with missions and margins. Some of you are like, what's a margin? I ain't heard of that word hardly ever, right? We're going to talk about that today, and they really are important. They play off each other. It's important that we have a mission, and it's important that we the success of that mission hinges on how well I'm keeping track of the margins. Amen. So but before we get started today, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to look back and celebrate what God has done, right? So look at that first point today. So when we take time to reflect on the past, God gives us insight into our future. And so see, the beginning of a new year is always bittersweet because I look back and I hope and pray you had some wins this year. Man, I know the last couple years has been challenging for everyone. Maybe that's an understatement, right? And so what I'm going to do this here in a few moments. Take some time and write down some things that God did in my life. Some kingdom wins. And I don't care how, how, how big it may be, how small it may be. If God was in it, if God did it, that's worth some praise. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so, see, when you usher in a new year, see, it's important to reflect and look back. But we must celebrate and move on. Somebody say move on. Because it's not healthy to, to stay bound in your past, right? We can't stay locked in our past. And that's the bittersweet part is we celebrate what God did, and then now we allow him to lead us into the unknown, into the future. Look at Psalms 46.10. It says, Be still and know that I, God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. He says, Be still. And know that I am God. Know that I am, that I say that I am. Right? And so if we have challenges facing us today, I want to invite you to not just trust God, but hey, maybe we need to disconnect, so to speak, turn the phones off, turn the TV off, turn the white noise off, turn the radio off, be still. Invite his presence and his peace, and maybe God will actually start talking to us and start giving us some fresh vision and start giving us some God-sized dreams and start leading our lives. Hey, and start helping us. Anybody need some help on a daily basis? I'm going to raise both my hands. <laughs> you know what? The King of Kings wants to help you, and, and, and he just needs to be invited in on a daily basis, right? And the first part of that is to be still and to know who is God. I'm not God. He is, right? And so before we get into the, the first part of the message today, I, I want to do this celebratory. Uh, we're going to give you all 60 seconds. We should have a timer, Drew. Don't go ahead and start it quite yet. But what I want you to do is if you've got a paper outline, I want you to flip it over. Or if you've got notes that you take in your phone, or if you got your iPad today, 
or if you just got a journal, something to write down. We're going to give you 60 seconds. When's the last time we just sat in silence in church for 60, a whole minute? And I want you to just be, I know it's not a whole lot of time, but we want to be still and begin to ask God, Lord, what did you do for me this year? And I bet you're going to be amazed. And I don't want you to stop after the 60 seconds. When you go home today, I want you to continue this list and just have it so that you can see what God has done for you. Amen. So I want to go ahead and start that. Right now, I'm going to be quiet. I'm just going to go ahead and silently pray for 60 60 seconds, one minute, for you to write those kingdom wins down right now. Amen. 60 seconds went fast. So I'm going to stop you there. And I want to challenge you, like I said, I hope you was able to put down two, three, four, maybe five things. I know 60 seconds ain't a, a whole long amount of time, but I hope it's some for you to be able to see some things that God did for you this year. And like I said, I want to challenge you when you go home the rest of this week, continue that list and keep that list because, hey, when you have a hard day, Maybe a hard week, a hard month in this upcoming year. Maybe you get that list out and you say, you know what? God, you're faithful because you did before you're going to continue to do for me now. Amen? Right? And sometimes we need, and this is what I'm talking about. See, we, we reflect on the past, but we don't live there. Sometimes I'm called to look back at what God has done, and I celebrate, and I use that and pluck that for my, for my benefit and for my help in the now. Do you see that? And it helps propel us and keep us moving forward in our faith and moving forward in the hope and promises of Jesus Christ. And so I want you to do that. Please do that. Amen. And so what I want to do now is we're going to do that as a church real quick. I want to, we're going to jot down, we got about 15 things here, and these are only 15 out of about 100 million things that the Lord has done in and through both of our uh, Liberty Church campuses here at Holly Pond and at Arab. So these numbers, this data is combined. But y'all, we got some awesome wins. And these wins are our wins. Come on, somebody. Uh, because of, of your faith and what you've done. And so we're going to reflect and look back together as a church this morning. So that first one, between both campuses, we've had 139 decisions for Christ. 139 decision souls that were going to hell that are now going to heaven in Jesus' name, right? We've had our, uh, our first baptism, this is cool, our first baptism from our online salvation. Somebody who's been joining us online, they got connected, and then they said they want to take another step and they want to get baptized. We've had 56, found uh, freedom through our encounters. Amen, we're about to start another encounter here in the next couple months. We've had 84 take the next step through connection track. 352 people attend at least one small group uh, during 2021. That's a lot of people for our small church that are attending that midweek. 
through small groups. We've launched our Liberty Church US app with 625 downloads. That's got to be about everyone in our whole church has that app. If you don't have that app, you're in the wrong. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, you better have that app. <laughs> it has all of our information on there. Our online campus and social media ministry had almost 30,000 videos viewed online for a total of 3,783 hours of watch time. That equals 157 days of nonstop viewing. We've served 2,652 free meals at CR, and I think that's, that number's small. Uh, I think we're upwards probably in the 3,000s of meals that we serve every week at our recovery. 200 people got a blue chip at Celebrate Recovery. Uh, we gave away $24,577 worth of backpacks, shoes, and coats as we invested into our kids and into our communities at Arab and Holly Pond. That's directly a result of your faith. So thank you for your giving. And those, when we do those events in the fall and in the spring for those kids, y'all, you bless those kids and those families. You have no idea what kind of seeds those can sprout into be one day. And that's a direct reflection of you and your faith and your giving. So thank you. We also help to meet the need of local families by giving away $18,000 through our local outreach. Did you know that every week people call us, they need help with food. They need help to pay their electric bill. They need help to pay their water bill. And what we do is we invite them to come to our downtown campus. We just take a quick little a quick question and answer, and we help pay. We write them a check. And we tithe off of the tithe to help put that money, the church does, back into our communities to help hurting broken people. Did you know we even do that? So your giving is helping all needy people in the community that you live in, people who need help. So thank you for doing that. Uh, and just a few weeks ago, we paid off the debt that we saved the best for last, paid off the entire debt for our Arab building, our church out there at Camp Fire, of $787,000, and we paid it off 17 years early. Somebody say early. Hallelujah. And now the Arab campus is totally debt-free. That means for you and for me and for us here at the Holly Pond campus, that's our next step. That's our next goal is that we do the same thing. Those are just some a few awesome Wins that we compile for. I think it takes a, a moment. We should give a little praise break to Jesus for who he is and who God is and what he's doing in and through you and, in and through this church. And hey, we're just getting started. We are just getting started. So we look back, we reflect, we celebrate, and now we move forward. Hey, God, in this past year, what new amazing things do you want to do this year? And I don't know about you, but it excites me. Maybe next year, at the end of this year, Holly Pond Campus is debt-free. Maybe we get our parking lot paid. Come on, somebody. You know what? The things that we pray about, God hears, and He knows the things that we need, and He just wants us to take the time, have the faith to believe and trust in Him, Maybe we have not because we ask not, right? And so this year, don't be afraid to ask. You got to ask the right one. Believe, ask, amen. And so I'm excited 
for this next new year. The Lord, as I was praying and studying, getting ready for this week, was thinking about New Year's and how it's such a big deal and it's bittersweet. And the Lord showed me we have to learn how to start from the finish line. Does that make sense? See, because something has been completed, we've ran a race, God's done some amazing things, but guess what? Now I'm entering directly, instantaneously, right? And so we have to learn how to start from the finish line. And the only way you're going to have the supernatural energy, the supernatural faith to keep going is your trust, your relationship in God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And He wants to help you and lead you and guide you, right? And so... We want to focus and discuss what this brand new year means and what it brings. And so we're going to do that today. And church, y'all, we don't need just trendy, worldly resolutions. We don't need positive goals or even good goals or good ideas. We need to line our hearts and our faith up with the Father. We need to have the same desires that he has. We need to have God-sized dreams and God, God's very own priorities. Dream is, is, if you can accomplish your dream or that idea without the help of God, it's not big enough. The goals that you set before you, if you can do them without God, they're too small. God wants to be involved. And see, we're going to talk about the mission in the margins, the mission that God calls us and calls His church to. And the mission that God has has to be our same mission. And so it's okay to have goals. I need you. I want you to set goals, personal goals, spiritual goals in your life for this next year. But make sure that those goals line up with this, with His Word and with His heart and with who He is. If you do that, God will bless it. And he'll take you, and he'll take you farther than you ever thought. And so I'll go back and plug our fast. Next Sunday at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., we'll officially start as a church, corporately, 21 days of prayer and fast. We can do this every single year. If you've been coming to Liberty Church, you've, you've fasted every single year you've been coming when we kick off a brand new year. Why do we do that? We do that to refocus, to re-energize. To give God the first fruits of the first brand new year, right? We say, okay, God, this next new year is yours. God, what do you want to do in and through me? What sacrifices do you want me to make at the beginning of the year that are going to catapult me so that I finish in success at the end of the year? Right? And so I want to challenge you as you wrote those wins down today. Keep that list going. Then I want you to, to write down some things. What are the things that you don't like? about yourself? What are the things that you feel like God wants you to change this year? And write them down. And we're going to talk about that today because next week we're going to start that, that 20 prayer fast. And so God wants to do those things in and through us, right? At the end of service today, we're going to give you the devotional book that we're going to use for the 21 days. It's by Bart Madison. He is an amazing man of God. If you don't know who he is, one of his most famous books is Prayer Circles. It's actually turned into a series, powerful little book. And so we're going to use his book as we fast and pray for those 21 days. And we're going to give that away to, to somebody here today to have. 
Amen? So let's, let's look, at, look at 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 20. And so guys, our personal goals that we set for this fast, for this next year, they need to connect us to God's mission. Who knows what God's mission is? Y'all might have an idea, some thoughts. I'm going to give you the, 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 the great commission, co-mission, the mission that God gives us. So look what, look what the word tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 19-20. It says, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. I want you to highlight that, underline that word today, write that word down today. That's what I want you to get. Excuse me, as we are trying to, to align our lives up to the mission that God has for us. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. If you believe in God through his son, Jesus Christ, you are an ambassador for heaven. Did you know that? You're an ambassador for the love of God. You're an ambassador for the grace of God, for the peace of God, the salvation of God through his son. An ambassador means that we represent what we believe in. What kind of ambassador were you in 2021? I hope and pray that anyone who ever wanted to listen to you talk about your testimony or talk about Jesus, that you took the time to tell them. I know we drop the ball sometimes, but I hope and pray that as we refocus, we worship God and celebrate God, the beginning of this new year, that we say, God, I want to be an empty vessel, an instrument of righteousness, an ambassador for Christ, a representation of who you are, God, in my life, in everything that I do, in every relationship that I, I'm in, it, wherever I go, I want to be a representation of who you are. Who wants to do that with me? Hey, and just imagine if all of our personal goals were this great commission that we just read in our lives, what you would you would slay all your goals. You would also slay some demons. Come on, somebody. Right? You would, you would knock out those things that, you've, that you want to accomplish this year. And you would, and you would mm, bash the enemy's teeth in as you're doing it. And when that happens, y'all, our, 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 our world gets brighter. We talked about Christmas the last whole month. And so we want the world to be brighter and to shine brighter. And that happens through our lives. And God wants to do that in and through us. Right? So look at that, that first point. I got a little ahead of myself. But so as ambassadors for Christ, we are empowered, anointed, and resourced to accomplish God's mission, not our own. Jesus came to win souls, make disciples, and destroy the works of the enemy or the devil. His mission is our mission, and your position is your platform for the mission. Did y'all know at Liberty Church, that's our mission statement? We just read it, right? To win souls... Only one of you? There you go. And destroy the works of the devil. Why is that our mission at Liberty Church? Because we believe, if you read his word, read this word, the gospels of Jesus Christ, every single thing that he did, every single word that he spoke was somehow tied to one of these three things. 
It was about making, making disciples, destroying the works of the devil, right? All those things that he did, all those things that he said, somehow or another, goes to those three things. That's why that's our And we are ambassadors for Christ. This is how we represent him well. Are the things that I'm doing, are the goals that I'm setting, are they lining up with these three things? If they are, God will bless them. Right? We need to win souls, make disciples, and destroy works of the enemy, of the devil. Look at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came to, excuse me, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, what? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Guys, if we're not reproducing the life of Christ, then we're failing at being ambassadors for Christ. If we're not reproducing the life of God through His Son, then we're not representing His Son very well. And so this year, that's my prayer is that not only would we spiritually grow, but the kingdom of God, the family of God, would physically grow. When we launched this campus three years ago already, on Easter, God, is, He's blessed us the whole way. But that first year, we were averaging about 83 people every Sunday. And then COVID. But God is still faithful. It knocked our, our average attendance down to about 40. Cut it in about half. I'm thankful for the 40 that we have. But I'm praying and believing that people that have yet to come back are going to come back. That God's going to send us new people. Amen. To help our, our ministry teams. Our ministry teams, y'all give, give a hand for the children's workers every Sunday watching your kids. And we need help. And the only way we get help is by the kingdom of God expanding and growing. Our worship team, we, you can tell we didn't have a drummer again today, right? We need a drummer in Jesus' name, right, Stephen? We need help in every area, in, in media. I want to grow up some men of God so that I can take some week off, weeks off every now and again on Sunday. Somebody can come up here and, and preach. Pastor Forrest always does an amazing job. Give him a hand when he comes in and fills in. But I just want God to enlarge the territory. And it's on us. Right? God does things for us. And so if we're not reproducing Christ, we're failing at the mission. Look at that next point. And the cool thing about mission is it connects us to the kingdom of God. The mission gives us purpose. right? It, feels, it connects us into something bigger and grander. It makes our lives exciting again. It focuses our time, our energy, and money on eternal things. Mission turns ordinary things into supernatural adventures. The challenge is to make sure God's mission always stays in focus. Somebody say focus. 
Because when, we, when the mission gets fuzzy, our lives get distorted. And there's no truer statement. When we lose track of what we're supposed to be doing, when I lose track of what I'm supposed to be believing, my life gets messy. My life gets fuzzy. I lose my clarity. I lose my joy. I lose, I lose my direction. And it's because I, I probably got ahead of myself or I bought a lie somewhere or I, I doubted God. And when I refocus and come back to the Father and repent and say, God, I'm sorry, I believe you. He comes and he, and he meets with us and he brings, he brings the clarity and he brings that, that joy that nobody can steal from you, that nobody can talk you out of. Right? And it refocuses us and says, no, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I've been running this way for the last year or two years. God, the prayer hasn't been answered yet, but that's why I've been doing it because I believe that you said it, right? Come on, somebody. And I'm going to continue to believe and continue to move forward. I'm not going to listen to the world. I'm not going to listen to the enemy. I'm not going to listen to Fox News, CNN News. Because if you said it, God, I believe it. And if you're not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. I want to be where God is. So this year, make God your daily priority. Make God your daily mission. Did you meet with God today? Through His Word, through prayer, through worship? Did you give Him five minutes? Did you, did you give Him five, five hours? I don't know what it is. As long as you met with God, if you made Him a priority, I promise your life will get better. You'll feel better. When God is always our focus, when he's our priority, when he's our mission for the day, y'all, we live in clarity with focus and with purpose. And when God's church is on fire, real amazing things begin to happen. And I'm believing that this year, I believe people are waking up. They ain't woke. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But they're waking up to what is really, somebody say really, really going on. And that issue is sin and the world and has been deceiving men and women ever since. And so people are waking up to what is really going on. People are beginning to question, hey, where am I going to go when I die one day? Because this, this cycle of death that this world is on, Jesus is the only, the only cure to that cycle of death. But that cycle of death that everyone's on, that everyone's in, that's a hopeless way to live. And people want hope. Guess what? I know him. I know him by name. And he knows me by name. And that gives me hope. And if I have that hope, and if he did it for me, y'all know my testimony, what he did for me, coming out of addiction, making me a, some crazy campus pastor, he can do that for you. He can do it for anybody. Look at that next point. So we need to refocus our goals, refocus what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I'm living, them, line them up with the desires of the Father, and when I do that, that's the mission of God, right? Lining my life up with the mission that God has for me. But the key to being successful in that mission is margin. So I want to talk to you about 
margins today. See, mission gives us purpose, but margins are what help us succeed to complete that mission. So the key to mission is margin. Margins are the space between where one thing stops and another starts. It's the time, the energy, and resources required to accomplish mission. Mission focuses us on what matters, and margins empower us to do what matters, excuse me, to the best. So have you ever watched an action movie or a movie about, like, the CIA or the FBI or, or like, the, uh, the military, like, uh, the SEAL teams, all that stuff, right? They always got to go on this big mission. What do they do before they go on the mission? They prepare, they, 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 what do they do? They're, they're calculating. The margins are those things that I need to account for. The margins for error. If we try and go about completing this mission, doing it this way, we're going to encounter more challenges than if we go about trying to do it this way. Or if we do it this way, we actually might. Some of us have been trying to accomplish this thing in our lives and we've been doing it the wrong way, and maybe it killed us. Ian was trying to find joy, peace, and happiness in a bottle, in relationships. And what did it do? It about killed me. I didn't account for the margins. I was just doing my thing. In New Year, as you begin to lay out the things you want God to do in life, those things are not just going to happen. Do you know that? Now, we serve a big God, and he's a, he's a miraculous God, but he's not a genie. Did you know that? Right? So you can't just pray, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this, and the whole time you're just sitting on the couch like a lump on the log, right? But my God's big. No, there's responsibility that God asked me to do to help facilitate my miracle. Come on, somebody. And so that, finding out the role that I play in my miracle is part of factoring in the margins. Accounting for what I do good and accounting for what I don't do so good. Maybe my goal is to lose some weight. Factoring the margins is, hey, I need some accountability. Somebody who's going to keep me accountable and check up on me. Hey, how are you doing this week? A margin is, hey, I know I can't eat this, 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 and this. So I can't be buying this, 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 and this when I go to Walmart, right? I need, maybe the, a part of that equation is I need to be going to the gym on a daily basis. But these are how we factor in the, maybe, you're, maybe your thing this year is you want to be debt free or you want to you knock out some debt in your life. Y'all know that ain't just going to happen. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. And they ain't going to just fix themselves and balance themselves. If you just live without balancing your checkbook, if you just swipe the card over and over all day, every single day, you don't realize how much you're spending, you're never going to get out of debt. And so I need to figure out how, through God's help, through God's leadership, can I align the mission of God up in my life by factoring in the margins using the wisdom that God has given me so that I can experience some success. Who wants to experience success and victory at the end of this next year? Throughout the course of this year, we sung about victory, this banner of Jesus Christ, right, Miss Jennifer? 
And so if we want to do that, y'all, I got to have a game plan. I got to get, I got to get sweaty, dirty. I got to have supernatural energy. And a lot of times when you're starting new habits, healthy habits, there's some pushback, right? And so you got to have some faith that says, I'm, I'm in this even on the hard days. And this is why you got to have some good, healthy, godly relationships. Invite some people in your life to help keep you accountable. I challenge you, don't just write your goals down this year. Tell somebody else your goals. Because what does that do? It makes it more real. And then at the end of the year, you can, your, your, your accountability partner said, hey, did you knock out those goals? Hopefully, I hope you can say, yes, I did. But hey, if you didn't, you're still standing, ain't you? We live, we learn, and we, and, we, and we learn from that process, and we set our goals up to, to make success for the next time. doesn't matter if we fail. You know, failure is not optional. It's definite. <laughs> we will all fail. That's why we need Christ. Right? He wants to pick us up. So don't be, as you're praying and, and thinking about where you're going to fast from and, and, and pray for as you're writing your goals out, set yourself up for success. Don't make your goals too hard to where you know you, you're probably not going to accomplish that. But make them hard enough to know, you know what, only I'm going to accomplish this is by growing and stretching and getting me out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to need help from other people and definitely going to need help from God. Right? A, a balanced, healthy goal for my life this next year. Look at Ephesians 5. 15 through 17. It says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. As we talk about the mission of God and the mark that are the key to my success, figuring out the margins, wanting to figure out what I do good and what I, what I don't do good, as I'm trying to do all this at the same time, I need to understand and see every moment, every relationship, every opportunity, even at work, if I go to school, if I'm at home with my family, we have endless, endless, endless opportunities every single day to give God the glory and to make the right decisions and to choose faith over fear and to choose faith over doubt. And you fill in the blank. We are so blessed. And part of this is, church, we have to do our best, somebody say best, to redeem the time that we've been given the resources that you have, the things that God has blessed you with, and our time and opportunities that God gives us to advance the kingdom of God and to see kingdom wins. We have to be good stewards of the opportunities and time and, and gifts and talents that we all have been given to help facilitate kingdom wins growth, the progression of 
God in the earth. Telling lost people about the truth. Loving lost people into the kingdom of God. Building and bridging gaps from people who are dying going to hell to enter into the, a forever family, a healthy, life-giving church where they know they're called and loved and redeemed and set free if they want to be. Right? And so that's how, we, that's how we line our lives up with the mission of God is seeing and identifying the opportunities that are set before me every single day. Look at that next point. So without margins, you live under constant stress. You are mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. There's no room to think, pray, or plan for the next thing. Without margin, your creativity is choked out, and you live from memory instead of creativity. Margins are what help us put together a game plan. If you don't have a game plan for the success that you desire, you will fail. Could you just imagine if Alabama just lined up against Cincinnati the other day and just said, you know what, we got the best quarterback on the planet. He won the Heisman Trophy. This team's a, a group of five team. They ain't no good, and we're just going to wing it. Could you imagine that? What would happen? What, what I'm talking about has nothing up against a, a, a football game. We're talking about your eternal life here. Something way more important, way more valuable. Where are you going to go when you die? And hey, guess what? We're all going to die. Is God going to say, enter in my good and faithful servant? Or is he going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because this life of faith it takes a lot of blood, sweat, tears, prayers, faith, hard work, determination. It takes me to have a mission, to live on a mission, to live on fire, a man on fire with a mission who is accounting for the things that I'm good at, things I'm not good at, the things that I want to do to experience success in my life, for my family, for my job, for my business, for my church. It's going to take everything that I have. And if everything that I have is placed in Everything who is named Jesus, I will experience success in my life and I will experience eternal life one day. Is God your priority on a daily basis? If God is not your priority, your mission on a daily basis, why do you think He would let you into His kingdom? Do you think you can just say a prayer and that's it? God wants your life. God gave his life for your freedom. So now that you're free, you've been bought for, paid for, for a price. God wants you to use that freedom to give him glory. Right? Right? To live your life on purpose with a mission, with, 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 with clarity and with the peace and joy that God has for us. Look at that next point. Here's the good news. I don't kind of just got real there for a moment. But every person sitting here today watching me online has the power and potential to create margin and live on a mission. It has the power and potential 
to make God a priority in your life, has the power and potential for God to use you in amazing ways, right? You're not a victim of your circumstances. You are an overcomer through Christ who gives you strength. All you need is Christ, power, and potential. And guess what? If you're here today, each and every one of us have all three. If you're sitting there saying, you know what? I don't know if me and God are good. I want you to, before we leave today, to, to say a prayer with us and make God the Lord of your life. Because your life can change today. So, But if you have Christ, if he's your Lord, he's your Savior, you have his power and you have unlocked potential inside your life. What can't you do? The only thing stopping you is probably you. The only thing that is doubting you is probably you. We're our biggest stumbling block sometimes. I feel like God's saying, stop trying to do this in your own logical way of doing things. Trust me. I know it's kind of scary to trust me, but I'll, I'll lead you to greener pastures. I'll lead you to the promised land. I'll give you blessings that you can't contain if you just do it my way. And that's what God wants us to do. What's Philippians 4.13 says? Let's look at that scripture. For I can do who strengthens me, who gives me strength. I can do all things. I can have patience with my kids. I can love my spouse. I can be an overachiever, an overcomer at my workplace. I can be used in the church because I have gifts, talents. I can you fill in the blank. I can lose that weight that I want to lose this year. To, but you know what? God says this body is now the temple of the living God. So we need to be healthy. Maybe some of us do need to lose some weight. right? So that, that lines up with God's mission for your life. He wants you to live a long, healthy life to bring him glory. Maybe my, 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 my mission is to, to get out of debt or to save up some money or to do these things to further my family. That lines up with his word. The servant is, uh, the, the, the borrower is servant to the lender, right? He doesn't want his people to be in debt. He wants to set you free. You can do all things through Christ. If you do it and allow him to do it through you, the strength comes. Look at that next point. This is why our personal goals and the habits we make or break should create margin in our lives. When you live your life, excuse me, what would your life, this is a question, what would your life look like if you weren't exhausted, rushed, distracted, or stressed financially? Are any of you feeling that way today? Have you felt that way towards the end of the year? I know Christmas brings a lot of extra stress on a lot of people because a lot of us do Christmas the wrong way way for the wrong reasons but now we have a brand new year if you're sick and tired of living that way feeling that way you can have the best year of your life if you want the best day you got to take the year day by day by day but we can have the best life that we want we can create that life through faith in God the best lives on the planet don't just happen Millionaires don't just become millionaires. They have a mission. They factor the margins. They create a game plan. And they execute. For us as believers, it's, it's the same, but it's a little different. 
we have to line our, our lives up with the mission of God, pray and seek the goals that I want to achieve. Does it line up with God's word? Factor the margins. How am I going to complete this? How am I not going to complete this? What am I good at? What am I not good at? When I do that, now I, by faith, allow God to lead me and guide me and knock out those things that are set before me. Right? The next point, as we prepare for the next 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want to ask you, I want to ask you two questions. Am I living on a mission or have I been distracted? What's well, one area of my life that needs the most margin? So we need a game plan, right? So what is the one thing that I really need to change or work on this year? That's how I margin my mission. The mission brings focus and purpose, and the margins come alongside that to help facilitate my success. So what's one thing I really want to change or work on this year, right? After I identify that thing, now I look and and ask God to show me the opportunities, the resources that I already have, the things that God has given me, and how do I use those, not just to glorify Him, but to use those to the benefit of my success and the mission to accomplish that thing and have success, have victory at the end. The last point, and we'll be done today. So when we marry these two things, when we bring them together, use them to facilitate the benefits of what God wants to do, right? Marry the margin and to the mission, we live a fruitful and fulfilled life. The blessing of margin and purpose of mission makes every element of our lives more enjoyable. Margin allows us to become who we were created to be. Mission allows us to do what we were created to do. This year, what if we lived our lives, all that God has made us to be and do, excuse me, all that God has called us to do. What if we live that way every single day? Where I'm all that, I live the way I'm all that God called me to be and I do all that God has called me to do. Man, you'd, you'd shine You'd walk in a love that you've never experienced or fathomed. You'd be the God. You'd experience forgiveness. You'd experience all sorts of amazing things. Really, the things that you're praying and asking God to do inside of here, the things you're trying to externally do to find that inner peace, can't happen apart from Him. And if we would do all that God has asked us to do and be all that God's asked us to be, those things will happen. You can be the best you today. You can be the best you this year. You gotta just believe. You gotta believe, amen. Y'all join me in prayer this today. We're this afternoon now. So what I want to do is I get ready to close. If you're either watching us online or here in our sanctuary and you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to change that today. If you are born again, you're a believer, I want you right now to please pray for the lost. There's a, a lost world out there right now. But if you're here, you're watching and, and you feel like you're on the outside looking in. 
This last year, you have not honored or glorified God in any way. You've been doing life your way. You feel like you're on the outside looking in. Maybe, maybe you feel that way because you are. And God wants you to know that he doesn't judge you. He doesn't forsake you. He has a forever family. You into the family of God, into the kingdom of God today. And so if that's you, you want to you make that commitment. You want to make God your everything. You want to make God this year your priority. You want to make God this year your mission. I want you to do something for me. No one's watching you. No one's looking at you. All I want to ask you to do is just to stand up right now. Physically stand up. We stand up every single day without even thinking about it. But right now, this is going to be something major. This is going to be something you're going to remember. This is something you're going to do. Think about that day when God spoke to you and said, if you want to do give you a few more seconds. If you're watching online, put that in the chat. Say, hey, I'm making that decision. I want to accept Christ as my personal Savior and Lord today. Give you a few more seconds. No one is physically standing in our sanctuary, but someone could be, could be making this decision online. So I want to lead us in a prayer. I want you all to repeat after me, okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We now accept you. We believe in you, and we confess that you are Lord. Forgive me for my sins, and give me the power to say no. And the power to say yes to you, God. Holy Spirit, come and help me live my life in a pleasing way to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Was anybody glad you came to church today? A couple of you? Well, hey, y'all don't leave quite yet. I got to give this book away. You'll all be dismissed. So the winning number I got, so this is the devotional book we're going to use for the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're starting next Sunday evening. We'll officially kick off. The number I got is 985711. Is that every is that you? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, praise God. Well, hey, y'all have a great Sunday. Y'all are dismissed. Come back and see us next week.